in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy is live in the Ingalls studio and we are heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube, go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And it is a Friday, Jeremy. It's another. It's, it's a short work week when you only have to work three days. Oh, I mean, you know, it's. it's I feel like I've barely worked this week. Played golf <laughs> yesterday. Have. Almost melted. Still recovering. If you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to see me annihilate about nine bottles of water. You can assume why. Yeah, we all know why. We all know why. It's because you were you were just so happy. With how the NBA draft ended up last night, you were just pounding beers and Good celebrating gracious. all night long. That is the most unbelievably tedious thing to watch it's in awful. the history of creation. It's, it, it is awful. The NBA draft last night. And here's the thing. I mean, like casual, you know, casual basketball fans, you're watching it and you're going, okay, I know that guy, know that guy, know that guy. And then it was about 20 picks of who the hell is he? Yeah, it, it, that is good gracious. That is terrible. I just and and you wonder, you wonder why, or I guess we wonder why the NFL rules all the NFL draft is compelling content for three days because we know these guys, we get used to them. There were guys that went in the second round that genuinely could not play dead in a Western. Mm-hmm. I will bet anything you want, they never play more than 100 minutes in this league. Right. But they're, ne- they're familiar names. You know these guys. You've, you, you know, you've lived with them for three years in college football. You've gotten to see what they can do, what they can't do. I would love to know a number on, like, the average fan, how many minutes of basketball you think they've watched of all the guys drafted last night. Combined? Yeah. Seven. Seven. I'll go seven minutes. <laughs> seven minutes. The NBA draft just doesn't have the, I don't know, the attention getter. Or at least this one didn't. It wasn't great. It was not. I mean, the highlight of the night was the Oklahoma City Thunder drafted two guys with the same name. That'll be go. fun. Yeah. They'll have mental names on their jerseys. Well, neither one of their first names are spelled the same. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, so this is the uh, this is the Bogdanovich problem again. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> NBA draft. We'll talk about what the Hornets did last night. There's one team that Jeremy just oh, I'm really, gonna lose my I mind. Mean, he's I. Uh, we have a huge announcement at the end of the show. Yes, and, and I promise I'm going to do my best to not swear about one team in the NBA. I'm gonna do my best. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna rail about one certain team. We'll have to talk about uh, Arch Manning making his decision. Yeah. Sorry about that. Where to go to college? Yeah. Eh, yeah sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Have fun losing in the SEC. Mm, no. 
not so sure know that's how that's going to go. Don't know about that. Uh, and uh, all the other news and notes from around the sports world coming today, as well as uh, news and notes from outside the sports world. We'll get you just a bit outside. Your weird news and all of that. And, uh, yes, we have a big announcement coming at the end of the program, so you'll want to stick around for that. The times, they are a-changing. Yes. Uh, 16 shows we have until training camp start in the NFL. So here's what we're going to do. Each and every show that we have over the next 16 shows, we got July 4th mixed in there. We've got a couple of off days with Braves games and things like that. But from now, 16 shows until NFL training camp starts. So each and every day, we're going to start out each hour with one NFL team. And we are going to give you all the ins and outs of each team. We'll do a team from the AFC. We'll do a team from the NFC. And it only it's only right that we start with the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. So LA Rams, we'll talk about them in just a minute. And then the Cincinnati Bengals will be uh, covered at the first segment of the four o'clock hour today and uh do we have a 12 bones question of the day uh we do at the beginning of the four o'clock hour okay the winner today will so we will have a comment of the day on youtube that will get you in to, to the contest and we will draw that at the end of the show okay and somebody will win a lovely prize pack from 12 bones brewing and smokehouse indeed so 12 bones question of the day coming up uh, later on in the show as well now L.A. Rams, they are the reigning Super Bowl champions, and we will begin our 32 teams in 16 shows with the champions. You know, you you thought there was a, there was a chance that this team might take a step back in the offseason. Teams tend to do that. But somehow the L.A. Rams were able to pay Matt Stafford and give $40 million a year or whatever it was to uh, – to Aaron Donald. Yeah, thanks, Stan Kroenke. It really <laughs> helps having one of the richest owners in the league. That is very true. Uh, and this looks like a team that is uh, geared up for a repeat. They're running it back, dare I say. Los Angeles Rams come in as, no doubt, one of the top three ten. I don't think you can have them in lower than third. They're the best team in the NFC, and I don't think you can even debate that. I mean, yeah, they lost Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not going to be great. But you added Allen Robinson. You add Bobby Wagner, of which I think linebacker was one of the biggest problems they had last year anyway. So now you, even if he's not the player that he was five years ago, he doesn't have to be. That's a locker room leader guy. You've got several young players in that linebacking core that I like. They mm-hmm. just need snaps. Mm-hmm. Bring in Bobby Wagner, bring in Allen Robinson, and to me – this is a team that is if i had to bet one team to win their division it would be the la rams and i would bet my house on it Mm -hmm. and my ability to have fun for the rest of my life (laughs) uh just no way that uh, anybody else in that division can keep pace with them. i don't think anybody's even close to them really i well i mean i've said i don't like the cardinals mm-hmm. i am much further down on the cardinals than anybody else is well the, closest, the seahawks are still talking about baker mayfield yeah, so the closest is going to be san francisco and there's too many variables yeah you've got a rookie quarterback what what are you going to do well i mean, I mean it's going to go one of two ways but come on you're either going to have a limited veteran who yes i do like but okay i got you beat there mm-hmm. i got better weapons than you do and I think I have a better defense than you do. 
Yeah, that's fine. Uh, do whatever you want to, San Francisco. Right. Uh, now, I think that's a playoff team, but they're not going to be a threat to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Biggest question that I still have with 16-ish days to go before training camp opens, are you bringing back Odell Beckham? And I don't think that's a question that's going to be answered anytime soon. I don't either, and I'll tell you why. I could easily see a path that he doesn't sign mm-hmm. until the season has – until we're six weeks into the season. Right. He's not going to be ready to play regardless. No. So this is a guy that you just keep on the shelf, you do the same thing you did last year, and you have him for right around Thanksgiving in the playoff push. Mm-hmm. I think the earliest he could come back is uh, is that week of Halloween. And so I would anticipate seeing the noise continue of Sean Mc... I think everybody associated with the Los Angeles Rams franchise has been on record at some point saying, we want to have Odell Beckham Jr. back. Who else is going to offer him? Who, el- who I mean, else? Would is have, gonna- there, there would definitely be intrigue. Mm-hmm. No doubt there would be intrigue. Packers come to mind. But I think he wants to be in LA. I think he does I think too. he's comfortable there. I think he likes everything that happens there. And and you look at the way this offense is built. I didn't know exactly how this was going to work with Allen Robinson and Odell Beckham. They do a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. And then something had to be pointed out to me of, oh, yeah, by the way, Allen Robinson never stays healthy. Ever. So if you can limit the snap count on him, which is what you would be looking to do later in the season and for the playoff push, ideal team build to me. Mm -hmm. And you get a a healthy Cam Akers, which to me changes a lot more than it's given credit for. You were able to keep the line reasonably intact. I mean, yeah, you don't have Austin Corbett anymore, but ooh. Resign Joe Noteboom. I, I don't really see a path that this team's not every bit as good as they were last year, if not better. The line will not be as good. I don't believe. I mean, do you believe? Do you believe Why? that Joe Noteboom is going to be as good as, as he Andrew was will? last year when he filled in? Yeah. Okay. He's played very limited snaps, but he's been very good mm-hmm. in the, the snaps he's played. And I'll be honest with you, Andrew Whitworth was – I'm not going to say he was bad because he wasn't by any stretch, but he was still a 39-year-old offensive tackle. Yes. So I don't think the step back there is going to be as drastic as it's given credit for. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not going to tell you I agree with this, but they swear Logan Bruss was a top 30 player on their board. That's who's going to replace Austin Corbin. Yeah. And he does have, I think he will help Cam Akers, and I think he'll hold up enough in the passing game. Do you have a, a is there any position on this team that scares you? Because there is one for me. That scares me? Mm-hmm. Not really. I don't love anything outside of Jalen Ramsey at corner. Okay. Uh, and especially in a division where every one of these teams has two really good receivers. And if you look at the schedule, there are a ton of prolific passing offense. That scares me. Mm-hmm. Losing Darius Williams, and no, you shouldn't have paid him what Jacksonville did. Jacksonville did what Jacksonville does and paid 140% of market for him. Right. But they got Troy Hill back. Woo. Okay. Just- Woo-hoo. 
He was he was good in L.A. Before. His greatest ability is his availability. He went to the, he went to the Cleveland Browns for a season, and then now he's back. So, I mean, he's I'm not saying he's one of the best twos in the league. He's not even close. And you but, better hope he returns to previous trip in L.A. form, and he's right. not what he was the previous two years, right? Because that has not been good, and that just scares me. It makes it too easy to mitigate Jalen Ramsey. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey's going to be on the one invariably. Mm-hmm. But if I can just avoid you, then you don't really have nearly the impact that you could have. And I look down that depth chart, there's just not – there's a lot of young guys that you're hopeful of. Mm-hmm. And what I look at how they drafted, they're scared of that too. I could still see them making a move of some kind. They've proven the salary cap's completely irrelevant. As long as you have that owner that's willing to cut the upfront checks, you can do anything you want. Right. So now who that would be, I don't know. But I would like to see them address something there. So cornerback depth is your Achilles the, heel. Well, for the this depth team. doesn't really scare me. They have a ton of guys. I just don't think they have a two. I think they have a series of threes. And I like a couple of the guys they drafted, but they're a year away from being a year away. Mm-hmm. I mean, Darian Kendrick is the most ready and he was a receiver three years ago so i I don't feel great about that but i have also seen the rams take mid-round guys in tournament stars so there could be somebody they feel better about i just i'm not there yeah uh adding bobby wagner to the linebacker core obviously i think that's going to be a huge thing for the los angeles rams it just gives them a little bit more teeth in the middle of the defense and Ernest Jones that was a draft pick last year that Mm -hmm. didn't get a lot of love the tape was fun to watch and having him next to Bobby Wagner this team's gonna be fun to watch Mm -hmm. and probably will be for a long 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 time and they're gonna score a lot of points obviously with the offense you've already mentioned the weapons with the addition of Allen Robinson uh, you know, I, I get that his health is a big question of whether or not he can stay healthy, but you got to remember, this is a guy that also made, made hay out of mincemeat, basically. Everywhere he's ever been, he's never had a quarterback. Jacksonville, Chicago, he's never had one. Now he gets Matt Stafford. I think that... I think he's he's one guy that I'm looking forward to going, this is the season. This is a career-type year. Well, And he's always if been good. He can stay healthy. He's always been good. Do you know how old Allen Robinson is? 29? 28. Okay. That dumbfounded me. For some reason, I thought he had been in the league way longer than he had. <laughs> and, I mean, I didn't think he was 35, but I, I, for some reason, I saw that number and went, Wow a lot of experience out of a guy that's still pretty young mm-hmm. i just think this is gonna be a really t- difficult team to defend uh and they were able to bring back a, a familiar face a lot of times when you lose your offensive coordinator there's a adjustment period the first half of the season you're still figuring it out because this is a guy that hadn't called plays before uh replacing kevin o'connell with liam cohen that may be the most underrated high-end move that they made yep he was the the offensive coordinator at Kentucky for the last two years. So he actually does have experience calling plays, just not at the NFL level. And I think we all know that Sean McVay is going to have his hands all over that offense. Mm-hmm. 
And there are going to be some phenomenal pressure gauge moments coming up for the Los Angeles Rams in this season. If you think that they are a contender to go back-to-back, which I think if you don't think they're a contender to go back-to-back, you need to have your head examined. But the first game of the season against Buffalo is going to be incredible. And then you've got games against Kansas City. You've got Tampa Bay on the schedule. I think it, it, it just... Not that the schedule makers went into this going, we have to give people a reason to watch because we're going to watch anyway. Oh, yeah, they could kill But the way this that. all shook out. It, I mean, it worked out nicely. Us, it's going to give us some great matchups throughout the season. It worked out nicely. And and in these segments, and like we said, we're going to do one of these for every team in the NFL. I will have one. Sometimes it'll be fantasy football related. Sometimes it'll be gambling related. The Los Angeles Rams have my favorite future bet in the NFL. Okay. Set the number on what they are to win the NFC. Uh plus one seventy five. It's plus five hundred. What? They're not even the favorite to win it. Who is? Tampa Bay. Which is insane. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Tampa Bay's plus three fifty. The LA Rams and the Green Bay Packers are both plus five hundred. There's only two other teams that are below a thousand. Mm-hmm. And I'd be shocked if you knew who either one of them were. Because they both have huge questions to me. It's the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. To me, this is a three-horse race in this conference. I'm catching the furthest odds with the best team. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of that. Plus 500 is insane. That's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. insane. Crazy that Tampa Bay is ahead of them. That's but, insaner. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would have had them somewhere in the plus 250 ish range 250 to 300 mm-hmm. but catching an extra 200 on top of that it's favorite bet of the year yeah matthew stafford can he win back-to-back super bowls with the la rams obviously this year is uh last year was just gravy on what i thought was already a pretty good career not a great career you win back-to-back super bowls though we could be talking about to him in the category of greatness among NFL quarterbacks. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Last night, we had the 60 picks of the NBA draft. We're not going to go over all of them, obviously. Uh, we're you're not, not going to go half. over many of them right. because you don't know who the vast majority of them are. Right, you don't know half these guys or even more than half these guys. But uh, what the Charlotte Hornets did last night, uh, thoughts coming up next. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Last night, the NBA draft threw us a curveball at number one. At least if you weren't impressed with the hauls that uh, the, that all the teams got over the night because you didn't know who half the guys were that were drafted 
into the 2022 NBA draft. At least at the top, there was the curve. Everybody thought, we told you on Wednesday, that it was basically guaranteed that the Orlando Magic at number one were going to go with Jabari Smith out of Auburn. And last night, they took Paolo Boncaro from Duke. Well, the, the betting line had been adjusting basically since that came out of my mouth. I could not figure out why. I still don't understand why. I thought that this was, if they did this, it would be to hijack Houston mm-hmm. because Houston was in love with Ben Caro. That, that was their guy. So I thought they would take him knowing that we all knew Oklahoma City was taking Chet Holmgren. That it was the worst kept secret in the history of creation. When right. you won't give out your medical records to anybody past two, that kind of tells me they've already told you you're not getting past us. Right. I don't understand the fit. How many of these big guys do you think you can play together at one time? They do have a lot of them. They got well, Mo I mean, Bamba and you've and even Wendell got Carter. Jonathan Isaac coming back that's not a great shooter. Mm-hmm. So, I, to me, Jabari Smith had just fallen perfectly in your lap, and Orlando did exactly what Orlando does. And that is make just insanely boneheaded, head-scratching moves. Because now you have, I, I would say, of the six best players on your team, four of them play virtually the same position. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. So you would have rather them gone with Jabari because no of doubt. the long, the, the 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 long range. He's the best shooter in, yeah. in a draft that was just bereft of guys that could really shoot. He was the best shooter, and he was gift wrapped for you at one then the trade never developed i mean if i'm houston i would be ecstatic mm-hmm. i don't necessarily think jabari smith's the best player in this draft but i do think he's the most nba usable he has the highest floor if you told me two of the top three were just complete busts i would say jabari smith would be the one that lives up to the hype okay and then the kings got stuck at four yeah. which is hilarious to me <laughs> well all the talk that they really wanted jay nivey they called every team in the league trying mm-hmm. to get somebody please anybody make a move for this pick nobody would do it and then they did the sensible thing we have guards we said this on wednesday we have guards keegan murray he's the call now he can go and you know waste away for his rookie contract at least in purgatory yeah marvin bagley is on uh, line one of (laughs) this is probably not going to go your way right why does that franchise even still exist i have no idea lord that is the siberia of professional sports Mm -hmm. move it move the team Uh, moving it is not going to solve that really there is we were talking about dysfunctional organizations yeah the kings are they're a joke they're a joke you literally had a prospect. There was no doubt Jaden Ivey was the fourth best player in this draft. And and mm-hmm. I could make an argument that he was higher than that. He literally told you no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to play for you. You are not going to run me into the ground as you have done with so many other players in the past. So then you were just completely leveraged. Nobody was in love with him enough to pay what you wanted for four. And now you're stuck. You took a back. I had him in the, I think I had him at eight. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing overly impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And you were hijacked because you're a joke. I don't normally get down with, uh, you know, players saying, oh, I'm not going to play for you. But in this scenario, in, in Sacramento, I, can't I don't blame care. Them. Yeah. I, I don't know why you would. I, I don't know why anybody would play for them because they're just a joke. Mm-hmm. 
So now Keegan Murray can go and uh, team up with the guards that they already have, and then, you know, it's going to translate to 16 wins at least. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, Jaden Ivey then taken number five overall by the Detroit Pistons. The pairing with him and Cade Cunningham is going to be a little strange, but you couldn't bypass it. No. There was such a drop-off from there that that was the no-doubt mm-hmm. selection. Mm-hmm. And then let's uh, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets because the Charlotte Hornets had the 13th and the 15th picks. The 13th pick, take Jalen Duran. And then traded the pick in a three-way deal with the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. If it wasn't for one of the teams in that deal, I would just be absolutely crushing this. The sheer fact you didn't take A.J. Griffin right there is confounding to me. Gordon Hayward is not going to be on this team. I I don't think that's a spicy take. They are going to find somebody to take that deal. Okay. Because they are adamantly trying to find a way to get Russell Westbrook, which I, I didn't say I liked it. It's just that's the way it is. Hurts my head just to think about. Hurts my head just to think about. But then at 15, they take Mark Williams. Bingo. You needed a big guy. You drafted the big guy. We got him. And look, I, for one, am super excited to see him play with LaMelo. This was the perfect. Think- there were not a lot of. Hey, this is the perfect place for this guy to go. Mm-hmm. Mark Williams was one of them. Pick and rolls, lobs are going to be incredible. You already thought this is a highlight team between LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges. Now you have a second lob option. It's going to be Lob City. That's that Charlotte is now Lob City. 2.0. It's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. That was the perfect that was the perfect fit. And did I love trading 13? No. I know why you did it, which I think makes me hate it even more. Mm-hmm. Let's just take A.J. Griffin and call it a day. He was the last of the what I think could be very good. There were not a ton of great players in this process. Him falling to 16 blew my mind. I had heard he was going to fall to the back end of the lottery. I'm shocked he fell out of it. Yep. Uh, more on the big deal that the Charlotte Hornets made in the three-way trade. I'm going to yell. Overall. I'm going to yell. I, I see it coming. It has no effect on me, and it's still it, – it just it brought back memories of days gone by. But first, let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed – all right, Jeremy, tonight is game five of the Stanley Cup Finals. Colorado Avalanche lead the Tampa Bay Lightning three games to one. So, I mean, I know the Tampa Bay Lightning back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Their fans are still holding on to hope that they can come back and win this series. But there is one guy that is really hoping that it does not happen. Um and for a very specific reason, because he's got a whole lot of money on the line in this one. Uh, this guy has is looking to do something that you would find it hard to do probably once in a lifetime, one time. He's looking to do it twice in a row. In 2020, this guy, he's a I, – I lost his name in the story here. But anyway, he's from Nashville, Tennessee – 
And he put up $8 in a parlay back in early 2020. As you do. Mm-hmm. And in it, he selected the NBA champions, the World Series champions, the Stanley Cup champions, and he put some money on a uh, UFC fight. At UFC 251, he took Kamaru Usman to beat Jorge Masvidal, which happened. Then he took the Lakers to win the NBA title in the bubble. Los Angeles Dodgers to take the 2020 World Series and the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the 2020 Stanley Cup. He ended up, oh, and also he picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. In that parlay, he ended up making over $20,000. Now, off eight. Yeah. Off $8. In November, he put $25 down at FanDuel with plus 136,367 odds to pull off a five-leg parlay. Picking once again another UFC fight. He took uh, Israel Adesanya to beat Robert Whitaker. Really out on a limb there. Yeah, I will say his uh, his UFC picking is not exactly spicy, spicy. Well, I mean that's just let's pick a fight that that is pretty much guaranteed, and then we'll take the odds on the rest of this. He took Georgia at minus one twenty five to win the college football championship. The LA Rams at plus seven fifty to win the Super Bowl. The Golden State Warriors, despite his roommate telling him do not do that to win the NBA title at plus 850. And for some reason, he backed off on his Tampa Bay pick from earlier, and he's he's got $36,000 riding on this last win of the Colorado Avalanche. Not once, but twice this guy could do this. I wouldn't even imagine, you, and, and in a three-year stretch, I will continue to say parlays are sucker bets forever and always. <laughs> well, yeah, because... But when you randomly hit one, it can go quite how nicely. how much sports media do we have out here? If somebody else was doing this, we would have heard about it by now. I hate this story I'm getting ready go to out. tell. I, I hate this story. Ohio State is now officially not Ohio State. They what? are the Ohio State University because they oh were gr- given a copyright on the word the. That is the most annoying thing in they, sports. They do not own the word. They tried to do this in 2019, but the patent office said it was merely ornamental, and so they wouldn't give them a copyright. Well, now they've got it. Mark Jacobs, uh, I don't know what Mark Jacobs is. That that sounds like some kind of fashion brand that I'm, my, I bet HWA knows what oh, it is. I'm sure she does. They had a patent on the word. Well, they never did anything with it. So when Ohio State filed this, they went, there you go. On the word the. The. They have a patent on the word the. A word that I had to use two times to explain what they had a patent on. <laughs> oh, it makes me hate Ohio State even more. The Ohio State University. That I'm is all. the most annoying it thing. It is. I have always I hated it. Detest when they do the on Sunday night football. You have guys go through. They all go through there and say where the, their name and where they went mm-hmm. to school. Every time I hear the Ohio State University, shut up. Yeah, like as if there was going to be another one that we were talking about. Like it would be one thing if you had a rival in in your state. Like there was like if the Ohio Bobcats were a thing. 
then you could then it would make sense to call yourself the Ohio State University because there's another state university in Ohio that's good at stuff. But, oh, but Ohio, not. I'm sure Ohio is good at stuff. Pro- sure. Probably have a phenomenal agricultural department. I think they've won uh, the MAC once in basketball in 25 years. Woohoo! Right. It's just so unnecessary. Uh, Colin so Green, pretentious. Colin Green currently leading uh, our uh, the the comment of the day by saying they will be losing the the playoffs playoffs. <laughs> I right, last night during the NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets picked at 13. They took Jalen Duran, and then they turned around and traded their pick. And when you heard that the New York Knicks were involved, you're like, oh, well, the New York Knicks, they traded 11 to the Oklahoma City Thunder, so maybe this is them getting back into the first round. Not no, so huh? much. Not so much. The uh, New York Knicks ended up trading – Four second-round picks plus a conditional first-round pick to the Charlotte Hornets. They also sent Kimball Walker's awful contract. Albatross. Yeah, to the Detroit Pistons. Oh, and that 13th pick, Jalen Duran, he also goes to the to, to the Detroit Pistons. So what did you do? What What did you do, New York? You gave up all these draft picks. For what? Jalen Brunson. That's exactly what they're trying to do, and they're not even hiding oh, it. Oh, they're they're going all in on Jalen Brunson. Well, they just hired his dad as an assistant coach. Wonderful. Which uh, colleges do that. NBA franchises do not do that. Now, and he's a fine coach, and he was a great player, and uh, from everything I've ever heard, he's a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. How do you not learn? Uh, like, How many times do you have to do this before you figure out, maybe we should stop doing this? I did a I did a little a, a little research. Okay. Since 1999, would you like to hear the names of guys that the Knicks have given big money deals to? Yeah. Started with Latrell Sprewell. Did did that go well? Great. Because I don't think it did. No. Clarence Weatherspoon, Allen Houston, Marcus Camby, Dakimbe Mutombo, Jerome James. You, you remember that one? Vaguely. Yeah, he got $30 million. He had played like 400 minutes in his entire career mm-hmm. and did not play that many for the next. <laughs> Steve Francis. Oh, let's see. Raymond Felton. David Lee. J.R. Smith. Jason Kidd. I could keep doing this. Amari Stoudemire. How many times do the Knicks have to do the Charlie Brown missing the football thing to realize? Stop overpaying mid-tier players. Mm -hmm. You have – all right, I'm going to ask a question. Who is the second best player on that roster right now? R.J. Barrett's one, and that's not debatable. Right. And then? Randall. Julius Randall? That's who I would say it probably is. He's Uh so – unbelievably bad defensively it's either him or mitchell robinson yeah i would say it's that's Julius a disaster Ryan. and so now you just ah, Jalen brunson title contenders lock it up championship here we go <laughs> spike lee back in the garden it's it's just such a it's such a laughable thing because they still want to act like they are the new york yankees of the nba 
like they are the brand in the NBA. No, you haven't been a brand since the 90s. They are an absolute joke. Stephen A. Smith, I, I honestly thought was going to cry at one point this morning talking about the Knicks. I feel like they all should. If you're a New York Knicks fan, I mean, Jeremy used to be one. I, and I couldn't do it anymore. Right. And, and I literally could not do it anymore. I could not let this team continue to hurt me. I've already got the Jets, and I'm locked in there. There is nothing that will ever change my Jet fandom. I don't care what happens. I'm too invested. It got to a point of, why do I keep doing this to myself? You make the runs at Kevin Durant. You make the runs at every player known to me. LeBron James. How many times do we have that discussion? And they all give you the, the precursory meeting. They sit down, and it takes four hours of your plan for them to go, Nope. Mm-hmm. This is the blind leading the blind. And remember that time we all thought that Leon Rose coming in was going to be a big deal? Well, that it was going to change the game. It wasn't so much him as it was World Wide West. Mm-hmm. Th- that's where you thought, oh, he's so ingrained with Nike. And it- it's changed absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. They continue to do the same things over and over and over again. Because you're just a disaster. Like, I mean, explain to me how this makes any form of sense. All right, so they take a a, a kid at, at 12. They have 11 or 12? 11. 11. I got confused because the Thunder had the next pick. And immediately it was, well, this doesn't include the next pick. So they're just trading out of the lottery. Right. With A.J. Griffin sitting there, who would be, in my opinion, a great fit for what it is that you do and would be a very valuable player for the coach that you're heavily invested in, what do you do? I trade it out. Mm-hmm. For what? A, a, a mysterious pick that we still don't know the terms on? Good job. To save money. And then to compound it, you make a deal to get rid of Kimball Walker. And you get nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you give up all these picks, second rounders, a, a conditional first, just to get rid of your last mistake. So you can lather up and make another one. Yeah. I, I, that's what their offseason is focused on. Uh, their offseason Bur- is solely focused on trimming down salaries, and they're all guys that they signed a calendar year ago. This is how unabashedly obvious they have been about what they're doing. Julius Randle, Leon Rose, and World Wide West showed up at a Mavericks playoff game together. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Do you ever see any other franchise have little syndicates of their team do that no no because you don't have to the knicks at this point are the they're the cleveland browns multiplied by the oakland a's and the sacramento kings <laughs> it, it's 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 almost laughable that in the biggest city in the world you're a joke you're a joke in, in the worst sports city in the world, you're the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's not really all that close. And now, you you make this move to get rid of the last Albatross contract you signed just because it was the guy that would take your money. And now you're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And what do you do when he tells you no? Because everything I've heard is he will. He will stay in Dallas. He well, knows what they're doing. Yeah. He has no interest in playing with this dumpster fire. This is what I have thought about the New York Knicks every time they they come up in a discussion. 
of, oh, Russell Westbrook's hitting the market. What about the New York Knicks? No. LeBron James? No. Giannis Antetokounmpo? Remember when we were going through that and the New York Knicks were like, yeah, we're hot on him. Oh, I mean, no. We do this every year with the highest in free agent because they've just been doing this in a vicious cycle yeah, forever. But it's and what, what did it get you? It got you Amari Stoudemire, Julius Randle, and Chris Tapps Perzingis. Woo! Right. That's just a, 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 a almost hard to comprehend level of bad. Mm-hmm. When you're throwing out more money than anybody else does, because they've had max money more times in the last 15 years than any team in the NBA. Which is, that's hard to think about, to be really honest with you. The biggest market team has drafted no player that they had to extend and just keeps having unbelievable amounts of cap space. Mm -hmm. And they can't give it away. They always make a run at the prettiest girl at the bar. And they always get a drink thrown in her face. Every single time they do this. Right. And they're thinking that maybe Jalen Brunson's not a big enough name to tell us no. I don't care how much money you're throwing at me. I mean, if I've got a chance to make most of that and stay with a team that has a legit chance to contend for a title. And no state tax. And no state tax. Forgot about that down in Texas. There's no chance that I'm going to New York. And here's the thing. All right, so let's say this is the one time that that the pretty girl actually gives you her phone number. What is that even going to look like? All right, so let's just say this works. Let's say take all of the prior experience that tells me it's not going to. Mm-hmm. Let's say it does. So you're going to throw $25 million at a, a year at a guy that's been a high-level NBA player for roughly 30 games in his career. As the no doubt to. Mm-hmm. The no doubt to. Mm-hmm. Getting lax defensive coverage because you have Luka Doncic on the other side of him. What do you think is going to happen when he's the guy? Have you not learned this lesson enough times by doing this exact same thing? No. Got to do it again. No. And all the reports uh, surrounding the New York Knicks are that uh, not only did they want to get rid of Kimball Walker's contract, they saved $9.2 million by doing that, by the way, uh, to free up some more money. They also want to get rid of Alec Burks. They also want to get rid of Nerlens Noel. And the Evan Fournier contract. Again, Oh, yeah. You mean that deal you signed last year? Yeah. All contracts that they handed out last year. Mm -hmm. And they were all jokes when they were signed. Right. Somehow, every team in the NBA has managed to figure this out, except this one. You never see teams do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Because almost invariably, these high-end superstars never move. And if they do, they've been in the league so long that you're paying for what they were, not what they are. And yet, through four different regimes didn't matter if it was phil jackson or now leon rose and worldwide west you're still the same laughably inept franchise that you've been for 40 years you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville, 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa marshall with exp realty your native realtor serving all of western north carolina 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Now is the time to get in the driver's seat of your career. Ingalls Markets is looking for new regional drivers to join our Land of Sky Distributors fleet. Start with two weeks paid time off and paid holidays. Our drivers average over $80,000 per year in their home every week. Land of Sky offers excellent pay and a great benefits package. Six months of CDLA driving experience is required to apply. Visit ingles-markets.com careers to know more. That's ingles-markets.com careers. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? That's what I think of whenever I think of the New York Knicks front office and what they do. Um, In the comment section on YouTube, you can uh, also get into the comment section. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Don't forget to click on that live video link and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So you can post things like Evan Doyle, who says shout out to the Hornets for actually making a good trade, despite it being confusing. It was very confusing. Uh, And something that this is the obligatory segment that we have to have every single year when the draft happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they can't figure this out, but it is the most (laughs) infuriating thing in all of sports. Why are you still making the picks? Just let them go to what teams trade them. It makes it so hard to understand who's going where because it's a proposed trade. Just make the trade. Why can you not figure this out? The Memphis Grizzlies are on the clock. Well, the league year hasn't technically begun yet. Then start the league year earlier. The league year needs to start on the Wednesday before the draft. We, We have to stop this whole... Yeah, they're getting drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies, but it's actually heading over to the Min- the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then talk to the guys about playing for Memphis. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, all of this is wonderful. And then you take pictures that these guys keep for the rest of their lives, and they're wearing a hat of a team that they never play for. Right. It is so unbelievably stupid. It is. I was thinking the exact same thing last night. Like we're, I, 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 we're literally, still I have done doing this, this every year. We've done this show. Mm-hmm. The day after the NBA draft, I do this every single year. There's another stupid thing that happens with this draft that we'll talk about in the the next hour of this here program. That it, it also infuriates me. But it, <sighs> this is one of those like simple things of tell me you're a really poorly run organization without telling me that. Mm-hmm. So you have your draft piggybacked to your finals, which I think is brilliant. The problem is that you become largely irrelevant for about four months. True. Not a lot you can do about that. But the summer league. No no one has ever cared. No. If someone gave you free airfare to the Orlando summer league, would you take it? No. No. Because I have to sit through this, and I would really rather not. 
Wait, do I have do I have to go to the games? Yes. Oh. That's a contingency well. of the of the offer. They will give you free airfare, but you have to sit through every summer league game. Not gonna do it. Out. I will fly to Orlando, but only so I can go to Disney World or something. I, I'll be honest with you. I think I would rather go to summer league games than go to Disney World, but that's just me. Well, that's because you're dead inside. I'm not dead you're inside. Dead. <laughs> I just uh, Charlotte Hornets, though, bringing in Mark Williams. That's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see him and Lamelo Ball. And you uh, still got Kai Jones that you got virtually nothing from. Yep. Last and year. and the whole trade of of trading the number thirteen pick, the front office said it. I mean, we didn't think it was a good idea to have another kid that's under twenty one years old on this team. It kind of takes us back, developmentally speaking. Although you don't have anybody to develop that talent right now. I mean, you've got front office members, but you don't have a head coach. And today, a new name popped up in the head coaching search. We know that, Ack- just you know, hire Kenny- Terry Stotts and be done with it. <laughs> Kenny Atkinson said no. Mike D'Antoni was meeting with uh, Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak earlier this week. I hear they've also sat down with Terry Stotts or at least had some discussions with him. But Steve Clifford has now been brought in. Wait a minute. Steve Clifford? We, we already did that. We already did that, and I don't want to do it again. I mean, he was the coach that James Borrego replaced. Yeah. Why are we going to go back to that well again? And, the, and then he went to Orlando and was bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. I mean, are they just now thinking that nobody wants this job? And, and that doesn't make any sense. This should be an alluring job. This is a good young team. You got Kelly Oubre on one of the most team-friendly deals in the league. Mm-hmm. Please don't trade him. I've I've heard all of this about him and Hayward. He's going to be the sweetener with a draft pick for them to go get Russell Westbrook. Please don't do that. It doesn't make even the foggiest bit of sense because he plays, you know, the same position that your best player plays. Mm-hmm. I just, okay, I, I want things to not go your way. Right. Do the right thing, Charlotte Hornets here. Hire Terry Stotts. Forget about Russell Westbrook. Indeed. And just move on. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 course heard everywhere on the iheart radio app 16 shows left well i guess 15 after today until the start of nfl training camps each and every day we'll talk about an afc and, and an nfc team and highlight all teams by the time training camp opens coming up after the sports center update we'll talk about the super bowl runner up cincinnati Bengals. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Ingalls studio on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, the sportsocracy. Heard live or on demand everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us live or on demand as well on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link in the middle of the page, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. We have our 12 Bones question of the day. We do. It is very simple. Okay. Should NBA players that are not drafted, that are underclassmen, be allowed to return to college if they're not drafted? Yes. And why? Simple. Yes. And, I mean, and there's, and there's an argument on both sides of this. 
you know, you made the decision. You took the bad information. Mm-hmm. And this comes from Darian Sebron, kid from, from NC, NC State. State yep. That was, I mean, I was hearing talk of him in the back end of the first round. Him and John Butler were the two guys that did not go last night that I had been told had promises at the back end of the first round. And that's why they stayed in. Yep. To me, it's a little more complex of a question than that. At some point, the I mean, the NBA's got a ton of problems. Mm-hmm. This, to me, is one. Because now where do these kids go? Well, was he going to go play in the G League, mm-hmm. which nobody watches? I, I understand, and that's the reason they do this. The reason that there's not a, an agreement with agents and things like that that you can go back, it's not on the college side, I promise you. Kevin Keats would happily go, oh, you didn't get drafted? Come on back. Come on back. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I think it's a mutual thing because the NCAA and the colleges have always stood on the, uh, you know, the amateurism model. So if you decide to go pro and you sign with an agent, then you're out. Well, now everybody in college sports has an agent anyway. Yeah, it's so, a stupid antiquated rule. Yeah, absolutely. I've always thought that 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 should be a possibility for guys who don't get drafted to be able to go back. I mean, and I, I think it. I mean, at least in in the baseball draft, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. If you don't get drafted, you can go to college or you can go back to college or whatever. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So that's your twelve bones question of the afternoon. Plus, don't forget we got a big announcement coming up at the end of this hour. Um, and the, it will, and that will answer a question that we've been asked. Oh, I'm going to say about 10,000 times. Yes, absolutely. So the answer to your big question coming up in our big announcement coming up at 4.55. 16 shows left until the start of NFL training camps. So each and every one of those days, we are going to highlight two teams, one from the AFC, one from the NFC. Started off the show talking about the super defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams, so now let's talk about the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. And my, oh my, how one year can make a difference. One calendar year ago today, we were probably sitting in this studio laughing at the Cincinnati Bengals fans uh, on uh, our who, YouTube stream. Uh, who We said they were going to win two games. No, you're so wrong. Oh, we're going to win at least five to seven. They weren't even going crazy no. like we're going to be contenders. It was just, you guys are sleeping way too much on the Cincinnati Bengals. There was one guy that said they were going to make the playoffs. Was there? But there was one guy. Okay, one guy. One guy. I on don't know YouTube his real stream. name or I, would, or I would give him credit. Right. We picked up a whole lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans because of those videos oh no because doubt. of us going you know i'm thinking of safwan safwan ben malik raiders fan oh evan thought, doyle is a, evan, yeah. evan evan doyle evan was the uh cincinnati Bengals oh, and fan. we've had a slew over the years yeah uh, uh, or over the year of cincinnati Bengals fans that jumped on because i was absolutely i was next level trolling Bengals fans oh 100 percent, and laughing at the fact that they took jamar chase in the first round they should have taken Penay Sewell. I did go back and find the, uh, the the Reddit that said some very unsavory things about me and laughed a lot. And lo and behold, the Cincinnati Bengals turned out to be the champions of the AFC and, you know, put up a fight in the Super Bowl. Now, here's here's the thing. Can they get back there now? Will there be a hangover 
Is there any way that Joe Burrow and company can be as good this year as they were last year? Absolutely. The offense could be drastically better because he was basically playing in a minefield. That offensive line was so bad at times that it's almost staggering they were so good offensively. Now you've added Lyle Collins, Ted Karras. It's going to be better. I don't necessarily think it's as much better as it's been portrayed to be. I think it's a lot better. Well, I mean, it is. It is certainly better. There are people that there are people that think now they have a top five line in the league, and that's just not true. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. They were in the bottom five. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the top half. I was going to say twelve. It's somewhere in there. Twelve-ish. They're top twelve-ish. After they added Ted Karras and Alex Kappa, this line has kind of come together. You still have Jackson Carmen. Uh, you know, I know you're not a huge fan. I know you're not a huge fan of Jonah Williams either. No. You still don't have a left tackle, which is unsettling to me. But you bring in Lael Collins, and if you can get Dallas Lael Collins, then... You have shore you you have shorn up the biggest problem you had last year. Shorn. Exactly. There's a, there's a word you don't hear very often. <laughs> Sixty times Joe Burrow was hit last year. It was the most of any guy who had ever played in a Super Bowl. And despite that, Jamar Chase had a record breaking year as a rookie wide receiver. You had Joe Mixon, who was on fire all year long. And now you're telling me that they've shorn up the offensive line? The offense is going to be, be terrifying. Uh, and legitimately, the offense is going to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Where I'm curious, I'm curious to see how much better this defense is. Because it was, it was better than I thought it would be. But there were still deficiencies. I loved what they did in the draft. Daxton Hill was a, a home run to me. Mm-hmm. Just because he's so multiple. He's a very modern-day kind of NFL player. And having Jesse Bates, obviously you could not allow Jesse Bates to get out of the building. Which they did not by franchise tagging him. I really want to see them get that done long-term. I heard George Kittle was talking about Debo Samuel. If this is the window where San Francisco tends to dole out long-term contracts, Mm -hmm. it's not just San Francisco. These three weeks right before training camp are – usually the time that if you're going to get it done, this is where it gets done. And so I would obviously like to see them do that with with Jesse Bates. I just feel like there are deficiencies on this defense. And in the AFC, you have to nitpick. There are too many teams that are good. Mm -hmm. And just looking at the the Vegas odds, how many teams do you think Vegas has inside of plus 1,000 to win the AFC? Four. It's eight. It's half of the conference is plus a thousand or lower. Wow. Uh, the a- or the NFC has five of those. Mm-hmm. So I-, I have to kind of nitpick with Cincinnati of is Logan Wilson as good as I saw him play in the playoffs? Well, I hope so. I-, I hope, you know, now you don't have Trey Waynes, which I don't necessarily think I care. <laughs> Did you say he retired on some teeny tiny little podcast? No. I want somebody to do that with us. Just come on here and, and retire <laughs> and on our show. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a long snapper for the Just so Lions. you get mentioned. 
So you get so you get yeah, that little just, mention. Just a look. It's an AP article. What is your big hole left for the Bengals? If you could add any one thing to this team, what would it be? Corner. It would still be corner. I don't know. I think they drafted you, so many guys that you can throw at that. That that's probably not mine. I mean, you gotta understand, I, because I really like Cam Taylor Britt too. Mm-hmm. He's just he's a. But is he NFL ready? Is he ready to make an impact right now? He's ready to do what they're going to ask him to do. Because as you come in, you've got a woozy who was good last year, mm-hmm. but your two still Eli Apple, <clears throat> and that. I mean, how many jokes did we make? A lot. How many jo- How many Eli Apple jokes did I make all year long? And then, lo and behold, oh, the Super Bowl rolled around, and guess who got the brunt of that? It was Eli Apple. And he's still your two. To me, that's the only hole because, I mean, you look at the offense, the offensive line got better. C.J. Uzama's not there anymore, but they got Hayden Hurst, and I'm still kind of a, a believer. That is a huge, huge step back a huge step back huge step back yeah hayden hurst is made of popsicle sticks yeah I wasn't, and he always has been i wasn't a big fan of uzama so which is insane to me he's fine he's a great locker room guy absolutely as good as they come locker room guy mm-hmm. and with him in new york i think he's been in every one of these little jet field trip pictures that I'm i've sure seen he is he's been in all of them mm-hmm. him and zach wilson like everywhere the jets go they go and there's, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I mean, remember when he hurt his knee in the AFC Championship game, and everybody's like, "Oh, is he gonna play?" And then he shows up to the rally and takes off the brace and is like running gingerly around the stadium trying to get everybody. Of course, he's gonna play in the game. I mean, you could see the kind of character that he has. But what I mean, football-wise, what did you really lose with CJ Uzama? That's the only he's, hole. He's a much better tight end than, than sure. you seem to think. I'm, I mean, I'm not I'm and, not, and I'm not he's defending him because he's a Jet now. It's, uh-huh. I, well, sure you're not. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand why we used as much capital on three tight ends as we did. But Right. You know, I saving my judgment. I don't see holes on the offensive side. And the defensive side, it's corner still, is the, is it's the worst. It's still linebacker to me. Really? It's still linebacker to me. Okay. I want to have that one guy. That's one of those positions that has become so devalued in this league. But I want that one guy. Mm-hmm. The one that I can just count on, the the tackle monster, and I don't see one of those. I like Logan Wilson. He has been talked about on this show a lot. But I don't think he's that guy. And and Eli Apple got a lot of shade thrown his way. People seem to forget, you, you still have Mike Hilton, too. Mm-hmm. Which, in this very uh, slotty NFL that we currently have, that's very important. So I'm just not sure that's as big of a. It's I'm not sure it's as big of a problem, especially with Daxton Hill. I think he mitigates a lot of that because he is that move piece that's going to be. I think he will be an assist to Eli Apple. Okay, Owusu doesn't necessarily need that. If you remember, think about how Kansas City used Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. He tended to cover up a lot of the ills of a second outside corner yes and played in the slot and did things like that well the the thing that i had to wrap my brain around with cincinnati is well mike hilton's in the slot so Mm -hmm. you're not going to take that and the more i've thought about it 
that's probably how he's going to be used. I think having that one guy that you trust against the run, losing Larry Ogunjobi is – I think that's more relevant than people think. And look, I understand you got two defensive tackles that you like. It's very important to have a lot of depth in this league as it currently sits. Mm-hmm. So if I had to replace anything, it would be a linebacker. Okay. All right. I think it's the corner. You think it's the linebacker. But all in all, it's really nitpicky. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you, you have to be. Like I said, half of the AFC could legitimately win the AFC title, and it wouldn't shock us. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is – all right, I'm, I'm, I was going to just outright tell you this. I'm curious to see how close you can get. What is the current money line on the Cincinnati Bengals to win the AFC? The Bills are the favorite at plus 325, just for posterity's sake. Okay. I'll say the Cincinnati Bengals are at plus 550. Double it. It's plus 1,000. Is it really? Mm-hmm. They are that's... tied with the Indianapolis Colts, Baltimore Ravens, and Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> if you're taking Cleveland to win the Super Bowl, you, 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 there's a just a shade of belief in you that I don't understand. You're not going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. The thing that stuns me, the Broncos are more likely to win the AFC than the Bengals are. Which is dumb. I I agree with you. It's dumb. Cincinnati Bengals, I, I mean, I, I, I get everybody's like, oh, they just got hot at the right time last year. They had an easy-ish schedule. Okay. No, they got better as the year went on. They did. They didn't get hot. That's a misnomer. They got better. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor got better. The defense got better. I mean, you literally watch this team develop before your eyes. Mm-hmm. I it's just such a numbers game in the AFC that it's it's hard for me to champion any one team outside of Buffalo. Right. But I will say two of my favorites in the AFC are both at a thousand. Who? Uh the Ravens and the Bengals. Oh. Wow. The Ravens. That one's dumb. Yeah. To, to me they're both dumb. But yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the thought is that they're in that division and they're going to be. But, I mean, if there's no Deshaun Watson for the Cleveland Browns, the Browns aren't going to be as good well, as Well, that's the sucker bet. There's always a sucker bet in every set of futures you will ever see. The Pittsburgh Steelers will still be tough defensively, but they'll take a step back. I'm guessing. I have to imagine that they will take a step back. How many teams are behind the Steelers? On odds to win the AFC? Mm-hmm. Three. That's exactly right. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and my 2023 (laughs) Super Bowl champion, New York Jets. Are y'all the longest odds? Uh, No, we're plus 7,500. Okay. There is one team. Houston is the only team in the NFL with longer odds than the Jets. (laughs) We are tied with the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Panthers. Yeah, and and maybe that's the thought. Maybe the thought is that Cincinnati's got a tougher road to hoe because – Baltimore's in that division I don't know well I mean you also have to remember it's virtually impossible to go back to back sure and they do play into that that's the reason that Tampa Bay is the favorite in the NFC which we talked about in hour one Mm -hmm. that's the reason because these things play in and you got to remember betters are a very superstitious like and so things like that play into how they how they wager right but I do Evan Doyle one of our resident Cincinnati Bengals fans said Baltimore scares me more than any other team. They should. I think those are the two scariest teams in the AFC outside of Buffalo. Hmm. If I had to power rank who I thought was going to win this conference, it would be Buffalo 1, Baltimore 2, 
Cincinnati three. Yep. Yep. Jeremy had, we've already done our preseason prognostications and Jeremy picked the Buffalo bills to win the super bowl. I'm going to keep doing it until they prove me wrong. And I picked the Baltimore Ravens to win the super bowl. So, but the Cincinnati Bengals are right there close. I feel like Kansas city will be in the mix as well. I still have high hopes for the Los Angeles chargers this year. There are a lot of teams in contention in the AFC, but the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow leading the way in his second, think about that, his second healthy season, we hope. It's the new Patrick Mahomes. Everybody went crazy about how Patrick Mahomes, you know, leading the Kansas City Chiefs to four straight AFC championship games. What makes you think Joe Burrow's not going to do something similar? He very easily could. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We will do two teams every show leading up to the start of training camps. We got 15 shows after today to go. We're almost there, folks. We had a major commitment in college football. We'll talk about that up next. Just keep your eye on the ball. At Ingles, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. The Sportsocracy brought to you by Ingles Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. Coming to you live from the Ingles studio here on ESPN Asheville. And we had the number one recruit in all of college football has made his decision. Oh, and Tank's going to be sad. I mean. He's going to be sad. You know, the number one recruit in the 2023 class. Of course, very familiar last name, Arch Manning has decided to go to texas <laughs> yay is is that Good. not how we all reacted when we read that I, that's how i did i and i didn't even care that it wasn't georgia i mean there's a little part of me that went you know he should have come to georgia but anywhere's better than texas it, it I, I do not understand what the allure to texas and to steve sarkeesian is I cannot wrap my head around it. Name me the last great quarterback that came out of Texas. Vince Young. Name the one before that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Before you say Colt McCoy, understand I said great. Right. And now you've got – the thing that I really didn't understand is now you have to sit behind Quinn Ewers for a year, mm-hmm. which does not make a ton of sense to me. So, it, according to everything we heard, it was down to Georgia, Alabama, Texas. Yep. He had also LSU, Clemson, and Virginia were in every discussion too. So you have to throw them out there as well. Well, we knew Virginia was never close. Virginia was apparently much closer than people think. Really? Yeah. Really? They were apparently much closer than people think. I mean, I would have expected him to choose the other UT rather than Texas. <laughs> I he, he, I would have I would have rather him follow you know followed in Peyton's footsteps that was never happening oh of course not the following in the footsteps he made that pretty clear from the jump it's not going to be Ole Miss and it's not going to be Tennessee right I'm going to pave my own way somewhere 
But now you have to sit behind Quinn Ewers for a year, which mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Alabama and Georgia are both going to have quarterback openings in one year. Yep. Which is when he shows up. So, I don't get it. Well, he was afraid of Kirby Smart because of his track record with making quarterback decisions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you won a national title with old pew, pew, Cowboy Hat Bennett. Old Stetson Bennett, who will return to be the starter of the uh, Georgia Bulldogs this, this upcoming season. Yay. Ooh. I mean, you're still going to have a lights-out defense. It's not going to matter. And this, the fact that you had nine guys drafted into the NFL draft, it's still not going to matter. I mean, it'll yeah, matter it's a little matter. bit. There you go. It'll yeah, matter it's a little gonna bit. It's going to matter a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, but, to me, this all ties back to, to NIL things. Yeah, money. I heard a projection on how much he will make his freshman year at Texas. Okay. Between the name, where he signed, and, and how ballyhooed of a talent he is. Mm, let me guess. It was $10 million. You're very close. It's 12 Wow, I thought I was shooting high. No, at ten from and that was I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a sports business. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Projection was Arch Manning will make twelve million dollars his freshman year at Texas, well, which that, is just dumbfounding when is. you really think about it. It is. But I mean, you've got guys sense. that are not going into the NBA draft because they make more staying in college. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that feels like the the should college athletes be paid that we stopped talking about that about 15 years ago? I feel like the NIL thing's been around for – it's aging like a cat. It's seven years for every year it actually happens. I mean, it's only been one year, and already you're seeing massive returns. I mean, I, I still think about the uh, – I am Oliva, the the kid out of California that's going to Tennessee, getting an $8 million deal – before he's even a senior in high school it's crazy to think about but there again could have some benefits to college and and mainly i was thinking about this during the draft last night to college basketball i mean obviously the 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 fact that the nil is around and that north carolina is such a big brand that obviously has helped the case of the tar heels and hubert davis be the number one team going into this next year Without NIL, Armando Baycott wouldn't have stayed. I don't think Caleb Love would have stayed. I don't think any of those guys would have stayed. I don't know that that's true. And it may not be true. None of them project particularly well to the next level. But I will say Oscar Shibway, the the center at Kentucky, specifically said, I am coming back because I can make more money at Kentucky Mm -hmm. than I can on a two-way deal in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And maybe this will help the NBA draft. We won't have such a problem with unknown guys being drafted mm, maybe not i don't know I, unknown you may fix that but the the talent problem is going to be a problem for a long time mm-hmm. like i said in the last the nba has more problems than you can count which is why i still think it's stupid that you can't figure out how to just give them the right hat and let them wear it <laughs> on the weird scale there's vegas there's florida and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Jeremy is a uh, he's 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 a big he's big into apps. 
He likes ordering things on apps. Because it's easier and I don't have to interact with people. Big Uber Eats, Grubhub, whatever. Are there any others that I'm missing that you're oh, a member DoorDash. of? DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash is a good one. Yeah. They can't ever find my house. I don't use that one as much. Which is weird because you live in an apartment complex. Uh, I do. Like, and, and it's really not hard. But the app sends them to like clear down the street. Interesting. Uh, anyway grubhub was used in a way that i mean i'm i'm glad that this was available to this person because they were in great need at the time but not in not the way that it was intended to be used in new york city actually uh in the bronx there was a woman who met up with a guy that she met off the internet never a good idea don't do that just don't do that what like tinder like it was a dating app they didn't say which one it was there's but nothing wrong with online she dating. met a guy on a dating app and it went horrible to the point where she was abused and she was being held kidnapped she was basically being held hostage by this guy and well, that's not good it's not good it's not good at all but she was brilliant enough in the moment to tell him that she was hungry and he let her use her phone to order food on grubhub oh so he's not only is he a horrid human he's a very stupid captor uh indeed indeed he is and so when she uh, ordered food via grubhub from this chipper truck cafe in yonkers new york they got the order and in the special comments at the bottom it said Please contact the police and don't be obvious about it. That she's being held captive and she needs the police. Thankfully, they didn't know what to do with it at first. But thankfully, after they had discussions with the owner of the business, the owner of the business was like, this might be real. You need to contact the police. Oh, you don't know what to do with it. It, well, it, it was, says it in the message. Well, exactly what did. to do. It did. It's, well, all it said was, please contact the police and there were some other words in there that were hard to follow that didn't make a whole lot of sense, and then it was, uh, but you could get the gist that she was in need of help. So they called the, they called the owner of the business. The owner was like, yeah, you need to call the police. You need to find out what happened. An hour later, instead of the Grubhub delivery driver showing up to the man's front door, it was the New York Police Department. And thankfully this woman was rescued he was arrested they've actually already uh tied him to another rape and kidnapping case in new york but grubhub reached out to the owners of the restaurant and have given them five thousand dollars they gave them five thousand dollars and said we want to know we want everybody to know what great services to their communities our restaurant partners are and they gave them five five grand and the owners of the business say it will be it, it will be well used, and we appreciate the uh, the handout. But there you go, Grubhub pr- probably saved this woman's life. Oddly enough, my story also from New York also <laughs> involves crimes. <laughs> a man and a woman face fines of five hundred dollars each for something they brought to a pet store. Oh no, this can't. Be, I'm not, not going good. to tell you what it is until I'm done with the story. So this couple goes into a pet store in 
Attica, which is in western New York. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, probably where they will be spending some time. <laughs> where the last guy certainly will be spending some time. They bring their new pet. They wanted to get it some food and some toys. And for some reason in this story, the, the, the pet's name is Fluffernutter. I don't know why. Fluffernutter. So they bring the animal in, and, and the, the employees of the store were very alarmed at what they had because mm-hmm. it was not a dog. It was not a cat. It was their new pet raccoon, <laughs> which apparently in New York State, it is illegal really? to bring a raccoon into a pet store. Here's I want to know thing. why that rule exists. Well, because raccoons are nasty little creatures, and, and I am terrified of them. And if I had seen someone with a raccoon, I would have run the other way. <laughs> the interesting part of the story is how they caught them. So apparently everybody in the store was so dumbfounded that they had a raccoon that they didn't stop them. So these two just go through. First of all, they don't have raccoon food at a pet store, but I, I'm nitpicking the story. I mean, you could buy any food. And, oh, I mean, a raccoon I mean, will eat a tin can. Right, so exactly. I don't think you had to go to PetSmart to get toys for Fluffernutter. And you're in New York. We know there's plenty of trash around. Bingo. So they go in, make their purchase, and leave. They send the surveillance footage to the health department. Mm -hmm. The health department tracked them down with use of that video, their store-issued rewards card, and the license plate that they got the last four digits of on the uh, tape watching them drive away. So they showed up to their door. They were letting this raccoon just roam free in their house. Mm -hmm. And for me, I went the extra mile of you should be thanking the authorities. Because this could have ended much differently. Man and woman savaged by raccoon that they allowed to cohabitate with them. I mean, are they that dangerous? They are horrid creatures. And they have rabies and they're gross. They don't necessarily have rabies. Uh, A lot of them do. I mean, they can't. It's a much higher possibility than, you know, a poodle. Very true. Go get a cat. Stop (laughs) having weird pets. Raccoons are not meant to cohabitate with you. Yeah, but they have opposable thumbs. I mean, that's you would that's do adorable. something like this, wouldn't you? That's adorable. You're one, <laughs> you're one of these individuals that would bring a wild animal into your house. Uh, no, I know. I mean, I've thought you. about it. I don't believe you. I used to have a groundhog. He didn't live in the house, <clears throat> but I used to feed him. Back up. <laughs> what do you mean you used to have a groundhog well there was a groundhog that lived right next to our our house that we used to live in and i you know every day i would see him sitting out on the bank of the house and so i would feed him and he was the fattest groundhog ever after about two months huh i called him fred original name yeah didn't have anything better but raccoons, I mean, they're, you know, they're playful creatures. That's all. They're just misunderstood. You don't, you just don't get them. Colin Green may have the comment of the day. He's in our YouTube comments. He said, Tank looks like someone that he, that collects endangered electric eels. <laughs> you do strike me as that kind of person. Why? Because I look, do I look all nefarious now? I mean, kind of. Like the, the skinnier you get, I, I guess I knew you fat for so long that yeah. now I see you and I'm like, it, you look like uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, not. This is not good. Don't nod and go. Yes, this guy. I can't think it, of the are you going me. Dallas Buyers yes, Club on that me? Is exactly what oh is. my gosh! You look like you're getting ready to do some weird role where you had to lose all kinds of weight. 
I do look different now because of the PhD weight loss program. I have lost now over 77 pounds. I went in yesterday for my 30-week weigh-in, and I'm at 218 pounds. That continues to blow my mind each and every day. The results are adding up. My body, my physiology is changing. I'm getting more active, all because I'm down 77 pounds. I have found a unexpected benefit of this program i have always been an avid golfer the problem is that i was so big and i swung so hard that i could only play about once a week well with this being a shorter week i'm on my fourth round of golf and i still feel fantastic because i'm back to my high school weight i feel phenomenal it's all thanks to the food and program at phd weight loss phd they've got a program that'll give you the uh, that give you 80 percent of the food that you need to have success on this program their protein their protein-based products are the way to go. It makes this program supremely convenient and to fit into any schedule, and you will be happy with the results. PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans, and you can get signed up today at myphdweightloss.com. All right, so I'm going to give another uh, 12, 12 bones question because Stephen Tao, uh, Stephen Tao won that one. But this has been rattling around in my brain, and it's been stuck on my computer. Amazon had a – they did a little convention yesterday. Okay. They're apparently developing software that will allow you to have your Alexa speak in the voice of your passed-on relatives if you have around a minute of their recorded voice. That is the most mortifying thing I think I've ever heard. I mean – is it mortifying? I, for me, it would be no shot. I mean, it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. I mean, you you would have set up this. You have sent them the recording of your uh, of your loved one, and you know some people may take solace in that. And I'm sure some will. I'm sh- I'm sure for some people it would be fantastic. For me, it would ruin every day because it would make me think about things that I don't want to think about. Right. I mean, there's not a, you know, if, if it's someone really close to you, I think about my wife, my wife lost her mom years ago to cancer. And, you know, there's not a day that goes by that she doesn't think about that person. And so maybe this would be good, but there again, I mean, I could see your side of it as well. I mean, it could spiral you into a depression see, of just constantly it, sitting in the room, trying to talk to your mom yeah, or whatever. And I don't want to ask, I lost two grandfathers when I was very young. I don't mm-hmm. want to ask Papa to put eggs on the, uh, uh, on my grocery list right that's that's just one of those things i read it and for whatever reason it's been bouncing around my brain this entire show you just can't wrap your head around why somebody would want to do that. i can't i don't i don't do that i don't well. know you you get to that point and i and I, you know i'm not the only one that's been through this but if you don't have a recording of that person i can't listen to the recording i don't like. understand why you would want to do it with your alexa well, I mean, a lot of people use it for everyday things. I mean, they're, I have been to people's houses that have Alexas and use it all the time. I mean, that's like an extra person living in the house. Uh, you're talking to one of them. Yeah. I, oh, gosh. You do that? Mm-hmm. Really? As tinfoil hatty as you are about the government, you I allow am, one of those things in your house. I am not tinfoil hat. Okay, I'm a little tinfoil hat. A little bit. Yeah, I'm a little bit. A little bit. I don't like being around birds, but yes, I do tell a device in my house virtually everything about myself. Right. I think it's I think it's a cool idea. I couldn't use it. No way. 
I mean, when my grandmother was still living, my grandfather passed years before she did, and she used to keep his cell phone on just so we could call the voicemail. And I understand that. that. said, hey, uh, you know, it, it, it was the recording of you've reached the voicemail box of, and then it was just him saying, Ralph. And, and I understand would, that. But you can would, at least, you choose when you do that. Mm-hmm. I, I just. Well, you I, could probably turn it off of Papaw mode. I don't, I just, I just don't want to. I don't. Although, could you be able to tell him to screw off? Could you, like, <laughs> like uh, Papaw mode off now. Uh, I'm done with the Papaw mode. Oh, yeah, I can't. I, I do yell at my Alexa a lot. Yeah, see, that's It took a long thing. time for it to learn my accent. I could see. My West Virginia turns of phrase are uh, not necessarily in its dictionary. Does she ever tell you that she doesn't appreciate you talking to her that way? Uh, more often than you would like. I was like. going to say, my uncle's does. Because yep. he cusses at his all the time. And oh, like, I don't appreciate you talking to me that way. I've said some not nice things. <laughs> Uh, there was a story that came out today that uh, the New Orleans Saints could get some bad news, especially their star running back, Alvin Kamara, that he is, according to sources, preparing for at least a six-game suspension because of this assault that happened on uh, Pro Bowl week. Remember we talked about the story, there was this assault that happened at a hotel and or at a casino alvin kamara and a, a group of his guys were together they had words with a guy and apparently they all just beat the crap out of him well alvin kamara has been charged with felony battery and in the personal conduct policy of the nfl remember after the ray rice thing they went and they revamped all of those policies well, in it, if you get charged or if you get found guilty of a felony battery charge, that's where it starts. The discussion starts at a six-game suspension. So now it brings up the question of what happens and how long does the NFL wait? I I feel like that's going to have to go through the all of the channels. I think that's going to have to be done. I would imagine so. I mean, that's, that tends to be the NFL's MO in these scenarios. Like, we will let it go through the process, and then we'll come down with the, with the suspension. I don't know if it has to come down to official, like, we're getting to trial time, or if there has to be a trial, we'll do it after the trial, or whatever. There's another hearing coming up in August about this charge against Alvin Kamara, who by all accounts of the police in Las Vegas, repeatedly hit this guy. He suffered a fractured orbital bone. There were like six other guys that were involved in the beating and stomping of him. Alvin Kamara apparently hit him three or four times after he was already on the ground. So hence the felony battery charge. But this will be bad news for the New Orleans Saints. It, it certainly would be. Th- my curiosity is, does Alvin Kamara go to the league and say, just go ahead and suspend me now? If you're going to do it, just do it now. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it, if you look at the schedule, in their first six games, they go, they have the, the, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Seahawks. So, I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you, if I was Dennis Allen, I, 
if you if if we're convinced this is going to be six, the best six you could possibly miss would be the first six. Right. I also look at Mark Ingram. You know, you you do have him behind Kamara. Is he's obviously not anywhere near the running back, but at least it would get you through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abram Smith, the the rookie out of Baylor, and Tony Jones. That's that's probably enough to come out of that four and two. Okay. I don't know that he gets to choose, though. Well, no. It depends. He's certainly not going to say, well, it, it, you know, don't suspend me until next year. That's one thing. But to say, yeah, I did it. I want to go ahead and serve the suspension quiet, and it's not a problem like this Deshaun Watson thing has been, mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they didn't get Okay. We'll do it. Yeah. Well, oh, it's done now? You're willing to just admit it? You handle the legal things? and, and Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah, uh, New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara, could be bad. Could be bad if he is uh, if he is suspended for more. Because remember, like I said, it's at least six games for a felony battery charge. And again, that would be bad news for the uh, the first year of the post Sean Payton experience. I don't. I agree with uh, Tyler Cunningham in our comments. It's not as big a deal as everyone thinks. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a very good running back. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think it changes that much. Really? I mean, it doesn't. I, I'm not looking at that game with the Vikings go, well, you're certainly going to lose that now. Mm, no. I'm still about in the same boat. Yeah, but at least you had Alvin Kamara to to lean back on if Jameis Winston, you know, wasn't having a great game. Oh, I'm not whatever. saying it wouldn't hurt. I'm just saying I don't think it's as big a deal as people are making it out to be. So, in other words, they don't go from being like you and I projected them to be somewhere between 11 and 13 wins this year. It wouldn't take them to six. Correct. Right. I will agree with you on that. Although, I think that's what it's going to take to win this division. So then you're hoping that you're good enough to be a playoff team. There's not a game early in the schedule that that would sway me. Mm -hmm. Again, Obviously not good, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, uh, everybody losing their patience with the NFL anyway because of the Deshaun Watson thing. What is taking so long with deciding the suspension for him? I, f- I feel like last week was a at le- it was at least a step forward for Deshaun to settle what cases that he could. Mm. But the league dragging their feet on these things is kind of mind-blowing you're in the sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 we've been teasing it all day we've got a big announcement coming up next here in the ingles studio if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. All right, it's that time you've all been waiting for. No, not big announcement time just yet. Hold on to that for a second. We have a winner. Yeah, we have a winner. It is time to announce the winner of our first ever 12 Bones Smokehouse and Brewery question of the day contest we had several winners we ran it through in the break and hugh queen who uh his comment on our uh player that you wish had played longer uh you win the there's a there are gift cards to the smokehouse to the brewery and then there's 12 bone swag we are greatly thankful for 12 bones for running this little contest for us and we'll have another one next week indeed the, the 12 bones smokehouse and brewery uh prize pack going out each and every week and the way that you can get into the contest is to of course join us on youtube comment on that comment on our social medias throughout the week with our 12 bones questions of the day and uh we'll do the drawing each and every friday right here in this here segment that's right so congratulations to hugh for being our first 12 bones prize pack winner now the big announcement we have been bugged since football season basically of when are you guys going to do happy hours again we used to do web exclusive only happy hours one hour uncensored all that kind of stuff is it was a lot of fun and we just kind of took a break after the football season was over and and it was after football season we were we were a little tapped i'm not gonna lie uh and we've we've had different things going on we've added things to the web streams and, and but now we're finally ready to do those again well, thanks to our friends at Ingalls Markets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, those will be coming back, and they'll be on ESPN Radio. Exactly. We are going to be going to a three-hour Sportsocracy program starting on July 5th. So the day after Independence Day, we will be taking that day off in honor of our great country. And my wife's birthday. And your wife's birthday. Uh, <laughs> and... Then starting on the 5th, we will be a three-hour show right here, 3 to 6, every weekday afternoon on ESPN Asheville. Correct. And it will. It, we're very excited about this. Uh, and, and again, big thanks to Ingalls Markets and Fred Anderson, the son of Asheville, for making that possible. And We always wanted to do this. It was just the schedule and, and things didn't allow it. Mm-hmm. The format is going to be very similar. Obviously, since it's on FCC radio, it will not be uncensored anymore. Indeed. Uh, we will. We still have something that will go into that vein. Don't worry. It's not completely re- replacing that, uh, but we will have that live on ESPN radio. Yes, and we'll have our uh, extra content as well, still the fantasy football stuff on, uh, on, on Sunday mornings. We will have all kinds of extra content as well that we can get uh, – What's the word blue with on the YouTube stream? 
that we're not allowed to here on the FCC-controlled airwaves. But good to have uh, the third hour now of the Sportsocracy starting July the 5th, 3 to 6, every week. I mean, that means i got to redo all the imaging. Great. Yes. yes. Yeah, um, yes. Sorry, you, you, you got to cut some new promos. Uh, I got to build fun. out the whole thing for this. It'll be fun, but I'm very excited about it. Yes, absolutely. We're glad that uh, you're always with us each and every day, right here on ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We got the uh, final game, possibly the final game of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight at eight o'clock. The rest of the weekend. Uh, well, you know, after the NBA draft, it all is kind of cruising in to football season. We'll see you on Monday.